Hey, welcome. Chad Murphy Show, episode 26. Just want to know, it's very late. It's 11 o'clock. That's late for me. <laughs> I know, I say it's very late. Who am I? I was doing a show tonight. Um, I did not feel good about it, but it's okay. It was at a brewery in Hawthorne, and they sent me home with a case of beer. So, win-win situation. Or maybe just win situation, not two wins. The second win would have been if I felt like I had a great set. It wasn't bad. It's just in a very vast open space brewery. And I was right next to the huge, I don't know what you call them, because I don't brew beer. But you know, big huge silver colander, is that a word? Whatever holds 100,000 gallons of beer was right next to me. And it sounded like it was brewing the beer as I did my set. There was just this loud like So anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm happy to be out. Happy to be out doing stand-up wherever it is. Um, yeah, I was talking to a nurse that was there, and, you know, of course, COVID comes up or whatever, and she, she said, which I don't know if everybody else already knows this, I think I've heard it before, but she was like, well, yeah, everybody's going to get it, the new one, Delta or whatever, so I just if you're vaccinated, it'll just be more of just kind of like a regular flu. I haven't really been scared of COVID this whole time, really. Um, but I don't know, for some reason it freaked me out when she was like, well, yeah, everyone's gonna get it. Didn't really freak me out for myself. Freaked me out for the family members I have that would be um, maybe susceptible to getting it worse, or a couple, some people I know that aren't vaccinated. And I don't blame people for not getting vaccinated. I don't blame them at all if that's, you know, they firmly believe that it's very dangerous. They have their belief. I'm totally fine with that. But I don't know. Talking about making it a rule in California the same way they did in New York about having to have a vaccination card to get indoors to restaurants or bars or whatever, but the brewery I performed at tonight, there was no COVID. It just seemed like completely normal. I mean, it was partly like halfway outside. It was very open air. Some people were wearing masks actually, but it's cool. It was very busy. Anyway, do you guys care? I don't know. If you're a regular listener and you heard last week my my tale of fleeing the scene after going to watch a gentleman perform his musical act, um, I saw that gentleman again, just in a professional setting uh, for a podcast in... Turns out he has a two-month-old child. 
with his live-in girlfriend, <laughs> which made me feel better. It's <laughs> like, oh, good. But also I'm like, I tortured myself for like 24 hours. I meditated. Meditated. I don't mind doing that. I actually went back to meditation. Oh, okay, wait, I shouldn't go off the topic that fast. This guy later went on to explain that, um, you know, his belief is that you have an infinite amount of love to give and you should give it whenever you feel it. If you meet someone and you think, oh my God, I have such a connection with this, you know, that you should, which is uh, polyamorous, I guess. Uh, after speaking with Christina, she confirmed that yes, he's probably polyamorous, but, and if you listen to Jill and we talked about this, if that's your belief that you want to love several people and if you're a living girlfriend, baby mama, it's okay with it, obviously. But what about the people like, uh, and he didn't do anything wrong to me, but somebody like in my situation where uh, you just think somebody's flirty with you and you're like, oh, this person's interested in me. Like, it's okay to keep giving love to everybody, but maybe Uh, make sure that they're polyamorous as well. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I'm not surprised. I, it really wasn't a surprise. I don't feel like I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Which I guess is good, but it's also kind of sad and can work against me because I feel like more and more now I'm going into a situation just being like, well, when's the disappointment going to come? In an hour or in a couple days? And that's not a good way to enter in with new people because then you come across as like a bitter, angry woman. Oh, which speaking of, I was riffing a brand new joke tonight on stage and I got to write it down about being a a middle-aged white woman who's angry. I know. Very original topic. But I don't have a lot of material on anger. And obviously, if you follow my podcast, I should. Either anger or crying. I don't know how I don't have an hour of material. I don't think of myself as an angry person, but I feel like maybe I am. Um, so I went back to the meditation center that I went to the week before. And uh, I still don't really know how to meditate, I don't think, but I feel like I got a lot more out of this one because my head wasn't, I was actually like listening this time. It wasn't that I didn't try and listen last week, but when you get a soundtrack in your head and it plays over and over, there's not much you can do. My brain is, I have no control. My brain is, um, running the show. It doesn't matter what opinion I have about how things should work. This fucking shitbag makes all the decisions. I'm just always in the passenger seat. 
and I'm such a really good backseat driver, but the driver never listens. Sometimes it does on a rare occasion. Anyway, uh, so this week, <laughs> this past week, when I went to the meditation, the woman that was running it, I don't know the name, sure, Guru, I think they might call themselves a guru, I'm not positive. Um, I feel like I just said that last week. I'm repeating myself. The next time I go, find out. She was talking about uh, people having past lives and future lives, which is something I've never thought much about, and I don't think I ever really believed in that. The thing that bothers me about that is if you do have a past life or a future life, you don't remember it. So it's like that takes all the fun out of it. I think I'd be more willing to believe in it if I knew that, oh my God, I'm going to come back and I'll know that I came back. I think it would be only fun to know you came back if you were an animal. If you're a human, eh, erase the memory, start over. There's been enough torture. I think as an animal, if I came back as an animal and how fucking cool would that be? to be like a lion or bear or bird and know that I was Jen Murphy before. And you could just go fucking shit on people that you always wanted to shit on when you were alive. Bird would probably be the best, I guess. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So anyway, she was talking about past lives. And I was sort of like, whatever. And then until she said, why do you think there's like child prodigies, like a, a three-year-old that can play the piano, you know, like a fucking genius or every so often there's kids that just the intelligence level is, is insane. Um, and she was like, because they were a pianist in their past life. And that's why they're a musical genius in this life at the age of three, because they already learned all of it in the past life. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, now she's got me. She reeled me in. I just thought it was very interesting. But then I started thinking about myself, and I was like, well, I must have been like emotionally abused in a past life. Because I cry way too much for somebody who's living a pretty decent life here in Studio City. I think I must have been severely abused by a man that I deeply loved. Because now anytime somebody that I care about just slightly hurts me, I mean, the the tears are endless. I didn't know I had that many tears. And it seems like way too much pain for the situation that I am currently in when it happens. So. If you want to hear a funnier version of this, listen to Jill and off because Christina and I just talked about it last night too. <laughs> it was a little funnier because I had another comedian with me. But anyway, I'm not trying to be funny on this podcast. I'm just talking to you, so it doesn't have to be funny. 
Um, and also, I was reading a book by this other female comedian named Kim Crawl. It's an amazing book. If you'd like to read it, I will mail it to you and I will pay for the postage because I finished it. Oh, wait, I take that back. She signed it for me. I should keep it. I'll buy you a copy if you want to read it. Um, it's called Confessions of a, of a Reformed Party Girl or Past Party. I don't know. She used to party a lot. She used to get blackout drunk. She used to make very bad decisions with men. So obviously I could really relate. It was a really good book. It's just a lot of stories, but very humorous because she's a comedian as well. But she brought up uh, in one chapter about how she, so she has since gone to like 12 step programs for codependence and uh, children of alcoholics, and whatever. She's, she's, she's gone through therapy. So she had some good insights too. So she was talking at one point about a crying, like just hysterically crying over a guy or just like maybe waking up next to a stranger and just crying, just tears. And she called it hysteria, like that hysterical crying, which I completely can relate to. When you just are crying and just feel like you're dying and it's not over anything if that should be that traumatic. Obviously, alcohol is some point to play in both of our lives. Um, but she said something that I thought was so interesting because she said, hysteria is historical. Saying that if, you, if you're hysterical about something, it's because there's a history of it. Um, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, except then that just made me more confused because you would think with my behavior, I think you would think I'm somebody who got like abandoned by their father or something. <laughs> I mean, just saying this from other people I hear. Or just sexually abused or something. I don't know. But my hysteria just comes from anytime I'm, I mean, you guys already know this if you follow, but anytime I'm freaking hysterically crying, it's usually because somebody doesn't care about me. Like a guy that I want to care about me doesn't care about me. So I don't know where that came from. I think it might just be a long history of choosing men that aren't going to care about me because I'm obviously emotionally distant. My friend used to tell me I'm emotionally anorexic, just starving myself of the correct love from somebody. I like that term emotionally anorexic because if you picture what an anorexic girl looks like and you can see all her bones, it's just malnourished. And if you think of your emotions, just being so like, like when you're just so desperate for a hug that they're like shriveled up and dying and dehydrated. Just like, give me some water. I need a hug. 
So it was very interesting. It's nice when you read something where, you know, you just, she went to therapy and I kind of feel like I've, you know, I feel like I learned something and it's like you're going to therapy along with her. Sign of a good writer. Kim Kral, write it down. K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. Um, oh, I went through everything on my notes already. It's not much, is it? I wrote down on here that I sneezed three times right before I started this podcast. And because of the conversation I had with the nurse, I was like, well, I probably got COVID now. I'm not worried about getting it, but I will say we've gotten very lax because even at the comedy show, you know, when COVID, when we were first coming out of COVID and we do a show, they would like, you can see in my mic that I'm using the little, you know, the mic cover, the little foamy, foamy mic cover. I'm sure that's its given name. That's its technical name, foamy mic. They would hand one out to each comic. And then when you went up to perform, you put your own little microphone condom on it. But the last couple of shows I did, just all comedians using the same mic, just inhaling each other's spit because we all yell and spit on the mic while we're performing. I mean, obviously, if I get COVID, it's going to be from another dirty comic. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, If you'd like to email me, it's jenmurphylive at gmail.com. After this comes out, well, it'll come out tonight. So tomorrow, August 5th, if you're in Southern California, I'll be at, well, if you're around LA, not all of Southern California, unless you really like driving. I'm going to be at the Dudes Brewery in Santa Monica. Thursday, August 5th, Friday, August 6th, I'll be in North Hollywood at the Ha Ha Comedy Club. You can message me on Instagram if you'd like to go to any of these shows, if you need more information. And then next week, on Thursday, August 12th, I'm driving up to Chico in Northern California to do a show. And then Friday, driving to Lake Tahoe to see my partner in Jill in Life. Christina Walkinshaw, and we're going to do shows at uh, a brewery in South Lake Tahoe on Friday night and on Sunday night. And in between on Saturday night, I will be in Reno. So guys, that covers Southern and Northern California. So I hope you can come. And if not, well, Oh, Christina and, and I are doing a big show in Hollywood. We're renting out a small theater to do a comedy show. August 17th. And we will be filming it. And I will be putting my stand up on up on YouTube because I realized for the last year and a half, all it is is a bunch of zooms and burps. And uh, there's no stand up. There's no new stand up. So I will be adding some. If anybody looked me up and thought I was a comedian, they would just see me on the Jen Murphy show crying and be like, what the, the who, wrong, wrong Jen, I guess. This girl doesn't look fun. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Thank you all. 
for the listeners that listen every single week and message me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And you guys are awesome. And hearts to you. See you next week.